0: Today, we're going to talk about three ways to apply leverage to help your business grow. Let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. What's up? What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited you joined me today because today we have a very important subject, and that is leverage. How can you apply leverage to your business to help it grow? There are so many cool ways to do it, but today I thought we'd talk about three specific ways to apply leverage to your business right away. And these these are cool, these are near and dear to my heart. I've used them myself in a number of different organizations and in a number, number of different uh, processes, and they work like a charm. So let's start off. We'll jump right in and dig right into this first and foremost. Number one, ask your people for two to three ways they could get their job done faster and easier for them. Now, there's all sorts of things that could come from this. And I want to point out the elephant in the room. If they are concerned that they're not doing their job well or they're concerned about keeping their job, they might find some fear in that question because they might think you're trying to replace them. But here's the thing. You want A players on your team. So the A players will look at that and they'll go, oh, well, actually, if we could do this and we could do that, and I have this idea here and I have this idea here, you can cultivate a culture that actually helps you to grow and leverage their expertise, leverage your expertise, leverage what you have going in your business so that you can pick up the pace. And a percent here, a percent there of increase or improvement can really move the needle when you are trying to grow and scale. So this is huge. Just actually asking your people, your people that are in the trenches, doing the thing, ask them how to do it better. Now they're not all process oriented. They might just be in the doer position because they're not really strategic and they're not thinking about process or how they can do it. But sometimes just that that very act of them trying to figure out how they can do it faster or easier, you might have induced that upon them. And so they start to think about like, how can I do this even if it isn't something that is normally something they think about? Now, they may not be the best at that process and, and strategy of how to do it better, but they might just come back and bring you some of their ideas, which will allow you to go in and strategize and say, okay, this actually, we could do this. And I know you said this thing, but will this actually solve that problem? So now that's where the collaboration starts to happen. And that's where you have leverage. If you haven't read the book, think and grow rich, you should, it's a classic. Every business owner should read it. And the general thought of that is there is power in a mastermind two or more in a room talking about a subject, trying to get it better is powerful. And that is essentially what you're doing, not to mention it really helps the company culture when you're trying to get everybody on board with the same mission and the same idea and trying to help everything grow. And you can really cultivate a really great spirit inside the building when you're creating this type of atmosphere where you're asking them for their help and asking them for their expertise. That is why you brought them in in the first place. And even if you taught them what to do, you're still teaching them what to do and they're in the trenches, they might actually see something from a different perspective that you didn't have. So that's number one, ask your people for two or three ways they can do it faster and easier. Number two, we want to utilize the wide world of experts that's now available to you remotely. We are in a new era of business. The world has shrunk, so to speak. And not all businesses have started to utilize the power of that possibility. When the pandemic happened, everybody started to realize, a lot of businesses started to realize, hey, I can have my people work from home. And they're still the same expert that they were. And a lot of businesses were fearful that the people working for home from home would be less productive. But, you know, what if they got the job done and then they didn't work after that? Well, if they got the job done, isn't that the most important thing? And so now it's sort of forced the idea that, hey, we're going to measure by metrics. We're going to measure by output, by the thing that you got done. And if you have a better way to do it, maybe I will still pay you the same thing if you get the job done. You see, we understand this. We call it salary in the business world, right? If somebody's on salary, they're getting paid to get the job done. If they're on hourly in the past, it's been, gosh, I'll pay you hourly because kind of don't know if you're going to get the job done. And I don't know how many hours you don't know how many hours. And so I kind of have to pay you. And if it doesn't get done, I kind of have to keep paying you. But when you pay salary, it's get that job done. And if it takes you one hour, congratulations. If it takes you 10, I'm sorry, get better. Right. So the concept of salary really is a a basis upon which the new world is starting to move towards. How much is it to get the job done? And can you do hourly still for that type of service? And I think you can. There are so many great services that you can use for leverage in your business. And depending on what phase you're in, you can actually take advantage of some incredible experts in a lot of different phases of your business. For example, a few years back, uh, one of our guests on our podcast that you might've listened to uh, was sort of the uh, founder of this idea of a fractional CFO, fractional chief finance officer. Now, what would, how would that work? Don't I need them in house? Don't I have to hire and pay the $200, $250,000 for somebody to come yearly and be the chief finance financial officer? Or is there a new way? Well, there happens to be a new way. Now you can get it for, uh, you know, half the price, if not more than half the price, and have them as a fractional CFO. Well, there's all sorts of fractional expert positions that you can utilize to help gain leverage in your business. You can hire fractional CFOs. You can hire fractional CEOs, fractional CMOs, fractional CTOs. You can have fractional C-suite positions in your business, and that could actually help you grow and scale by utilizing experts' knowledge, people that you would normally be able to bring on and pay at their normal rate, but still be able to take advantage of their expertise. And this is a really big deal. And again, it depends on the phase that you're in and what level that you can hire out. But you can take this all the way down to gaining leverage through the wide world of VAs that are out there. Virtual assistants are all over and there are so many different levels, so many different great ways of doing it. And there are a lot of really incredible companies that are procuring really wonderful VAs that have expertise in so many different areas. And right now, you might be thinking, well, I have to hire locally. You you might not. And it depends on the position and if you're ready for it. And you should try to get ready for it. And you should try to leverage that power of having an A player on your team, even if they're not in-house so you got to start to think about that this is the new world new age of business and we can start to actually mix and match we don't we could do all remote we could do no remote we could do a mixture of both it's all there available to you lastly number 3 right we have automate anything and everything and i'll put this little extra on it asap anything and everything automation is key It is so important, not only for the sake of helping your business grow and getting that leverage, but for the sake of you understanding the process and pieces that you're doing. Now, I mean this in the nicest way possible. You may be in that position still or phase of your business still where you think you are the most important piece of the business. And if you are in that phase, you're going to have to at some point get over yourself because somebody can potentially do your job better and you may want to pay them to do that. And then you may want to hang on for the ride as your business accelerates in growth and takes off like a rocket, right? But you have to start to understand that it's okay. It's okay. I know it's hard on the ego, but it's okay. If somebody is better at the thing you're doing than you, that's okay. And if you look back, there's an old story of Henry Ford uh, on trial uh, in a libel case, and the prosecution was saying, well, you don't even know this or that or this. And he goes, yeah, but the difference is, is I have 20 people that can get me the answer in five minutes or less if you give me the time. He had learned that he didn't need to know everything. He just needed to have a team, a leverage, a lever to be able to get those answers and to get the best done as fast as possible. And this is a really big deal. And almost all successful people realize that they need the power of automating Because if you can figure out how you're doing that through getting leverage and hiring uh, VAs and hiring those people, now you can go in and start to look at it and say, okay, how can I do this repetitively? What is the SOP, the standard operating procedure? Can I get that SOP mapped out because I'm starting to pull myself out of it and I can actually see what's happening? And can I then take that SOP and turn it into an automation? Is there technology that I can automate it with? Is there, are there VAs, like we just talked about in the last step, that I can automate that with? How can I automate that as soon as possible to be able to help us take the creative manpower that is what humans are all about and utilize that to progress us instead of using it for mundane, repetitive skills. There's so much technology out here and it's growing so fast to help automate these things. There isn't really an excuse that so much of your business shouldn't be automated. And little by little, you've got to start to implement that automation. And that is super important because that will gain you leverage, leverage to use your people for other things. If it doesn't require a human to execute it, then why wouldn't you automate it? Michael, I'm afraid of the tech. I'm afraid of all that stuff and being out of control. That's okay. You put checks and balances in and you, you put in the necessary things to make sure that you are able to stay in control of the automations that you're doing. And you check up on it just like you would anything else and you continue to make it better you don't do an automation and then just never look at it or touch it again or try to improve it again that's crazy okay so those are our three ways let me go over them one more time just to remind you before we go ask your people for two or three suggestions on how they can make get the job done better faster easier number 2 utilize the wide world of experts from Uh, fractional CFOs and fractional CEOs all the way to VAs that are experts at the thing that you're trying to get done. And then lastly, automate anything and everything as soon as you can in your business. Guys, I hope this has helped you. And uh, as usual, make sure you keep choreographing your business. We'll see you on the next episode. The choreography your business is running can determine whether you can grow and scale to the next level. It's so easy just to take business day by day, but that can leave you putting out fires and keep you from growing. Find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Schedule a growth strategy analysis call with us today. Go to bizchoreo.com to book your time.